Healthy Relationship Talk Radio with one of the leading relationship coaches and foremost authorities in healthy techniques and relationships. Get practical information on opposite attraction, masculine and feminine energy with proven strategies to avoid major relationship mistakes that push people away instead of together. Oh, did I mention all of this is done through your facial features? Now, here's your relationship coach and host, Daia Six. I don't know about any of you, but you know what? That is my jam every time I hear it. <laughs> hey, geniuses. Ah, ah, Paul, what is it? How do you, you know, I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but I don't know. It's something about that song where I really, really love it. Okay. Parlez-vous français is what I want to say. Um, bonjour, my French speakers. And um, what is it? Um, habla inglés. Hola to my Spanish speakers and Kiswali Yambo to my Swahili speakers. Hey, do you speak English? Well, hello to my English speakers. Those are the only languages, you guys, that I speak conversationally. So, you know, sometimes you guys know that I do that because guess what? We are international. So I don't know who's listening. Anyways, welcome to Face to Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio, one of the most all-hearted shows dedicated to providing you with adoration, compassion, beauty, relationship with self, all while helping you with empowerment and improving. You know, all those ingredients that uh, bring flavor to your life, right? I am your relationship specialist and your host, Daia Six. Today we are joined by two special guests. We have Alicia Miller, who says, your symptoms are a gift. Oh, can you imagine that? And I agree 100%. Following Alan Weisberg, who will explain how to use love in every part of your life. Talk about goodies for you today, right? Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready? I hope so. But first, we have to give recognition and appreciation to our sponsor, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant, the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty globally. Every time I say that, you guys, for some reason, I have to sing it in. International Beauty Pageant, finally. Oh, Alicia, are you familiar with pageants? Are you familiar with pageants? I know about pageants. I haven't been in one. Yeah, you know what? I I haven't either, but I decided to run one. So check this out. You know, because pageants have this ideology on what beauty is, you know, you have women that are behind the scenes altering themselves from their hair to their skin, you know, just 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 the very fabric of who they are. Miss Indigenous came along. We are the baby pageants of all international pageants. And um we decided to kind of sweep that type of ideology under the rug, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you are between the ages of 18 and 30 by October, never been married or given birth, and you want to create a platform for your success for your success while using your intelligence, then you may qualify to become a contestant to compete in your natural self. Did you hear me? Your natural self. And yes, you win gifts, scholarship money, prizes, all while serving your community. And remember that this whole movement in actuality helps and support Alzheimer's, dementia, albinism, and cancer. So if you don't want to be a contestant, guess what? We are accepting donations because we need you guys. We can't move without you. And so for more information, all you have to do is go to MissIndigenous.com. Oh, and also join the Facebook page and follow us 
on Twitter under Miss Indigenous. Okay. See you guys there. I look forward to um, meeting so many of you that are going to be involved with that. Okay. Well, Miss Alicia Miller, you know, we have to dive right in because we only have a few minutes and you know, it's going to go by fast. So first and foremost, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I was oh, going nice. to say, you know, um, très bien. Um, très bien, bien, bien. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> you know what? That is okay. That is all right with me. Gracias. Yes. Thank you. Merci. I appreciate that. <laughs> I want to tell my listeners that, you know, you are really, truly a brave woman whose personal journey has not always been milk and cookies, you know, and but you know what, those are the true warriors, which is why you have been granted. I feel women that who have been through um, certain experiences, you know, it's like the universe grant them the opportunity to teach what we know and it's up for us if we're going to do it. So I want to commend you and thank you for coming on today. And Thank let you, individuals, yeah, 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 and let individuals know that you know to um, you know that you are the type of woman where you help guide people to literally freedom. I call it freedom because you help with chronic fatigue, depression, anxiety, digestive problems, all that thing, all those, all those like things that we don't even want in our lives. And one of the things that I was impressed with is your personal journey with Candida. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, so tell us a little bit about that. How do you know, you know, if you even have like candida? You know, so many of us are walking around and we have no clue what's wrong with us. Mm -hmm. um, well, physical symptoms will help you. And so uh, many people don't know they have a candida overgrowth. So everyone mm -hmm. has candida. So that's one clarification. Um, so when I, a lot of people just use the term you have candida to indicate that they have a candida overgrowth, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. candida does live in our digestive tract in balance with the good bacteria. Uh, mm -hmm. and we need it. It helps us. It, um, helps protect us from like heavy metals and excess sugar and chemicals and things like that. So, um, but it does cause havoc when it overgrows and it goes out of the digestive system and yeah. uh, causes um, digestive problems, bloating, chronic fatigue, rashes, yeast infections, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. migraines, brain fog, sinus infections. Um, and of course, there's intense sugar cravings because the candida Ooh. crave sugar. And it can right. be really hard to lose weight. Um, and especially if someone doesn't know they have candida, they may be eating and drinking things that are feeding the overgrowth and it's going to yeah. be impossible to lose weight, but also impossible to balance their hormones. So a lot mm -hmm. of Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism, um, is a, um, one result of a candida overgrowth. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, and that is a very huge symptom when you cannot lose weight, but you're constantly craving sugar mm. and the <laughs> bloating. Oh, my mm -hmm. goodness. I have been there to tell you the truth, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, just like you, you know, I am a survivor of it myself. Oh. And yeah, that's why I gravitated to you. But, mm. you know, but you know why I really gravitated to you, Alicia, is mm. because when um. <laughs> when we finally talked, right? Mm -hmm. What really attracted me to your journey, um, you've 
overcome something similar to me. And that is an abusive relationship that involved fighting and arguing, which I can, you know, relate to. And so when I spoke to you, I was floored when you told me how you left and took the dog, you know, and I was like, oh, this is great information because that is exactly something that um, I would have done. So if we can just go back only for a second to the beginning stage on when you recognized, you know, um, or shall I say when you, um, when you gave yourself the strength, right? Mm -hmm. How did you get the strength and say married or not, I deserve better and I'm gone. Oh, geez. (laughs) Um, Well, it was the day after I married uh, that last abusive man um, that I knew I made a mistake. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then it took me three months of trying to prove to other people that it didn't make a mistake. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And it was um, every night screaming and fighting and emotional and mental abuse. And it just was progressing and getting worse and worse. And finally it got a little scary and crazy. And I packed up my car and my dog and, Mm -hmm. um, left and it got a little crazier. And that's Mm -hmm. when my journey began because I turned within and I said, what made me choose him and what made me choose all of them? Like none Mm -hmm. of them were good for me. So what's Mm -hmm. going on Mm -hmm. that I don't know? And yeah, so that's why I work with subconscious patterns and I love physical symptoms because they show up to tell us that there's something going on we're not aware of either. So relationship problems and symptoms um, help us. Yeah. And you know what they do. And so only because we have a couple, we have a few more minutes, I'm going to wait until we do Facebook live. So those of you that who want to see Alicia and I, we are going to talk about that, the symptoms. Okay. But my last question before we go to break, we really have two minutes. How many things did you have to try to finally get this candida thing under control? Oh, over 50 healing methods. Um, And all of them helped, but none of them were the um, helped me fully heal uh, uh-huh. until I did my own emotional healing. Wow. Oh my goodness. Now, you know, when you say over 50, that means you really had the strength and the stamina to continue, even though there were some things that you did that, that didn't really, you know, take it away. So how did you, how did you uh, continue that? How did you have that strength and continue that strength? Cause most people give up on a diet after two days. Oh, <laughs> I have a warrior spirit and I also yes. have a an, um, scientific mind. So I'm always like, hmm, what's causing that? And oh, that doesn't work. And what about this? And I start to notice things and I'm very um, intuitive and in tune and uh, I follow um, the signs. So it was more of like a, a journey that I committed to that I wanted to discover the truth Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was my own desire and uh, that created the motivation and willpower to keep going and saying, what else, what else? And I actually asked myself, I actually said that question right after I left that abusive marriage, I went to a subconscious course and it was so enlightening for me of what, what I didn't know. I actually said, what else don't I know? And I kept saying that. You did. Yeah. And you know what, when we come back, We're going to dive into that for about, uh, let's see, maybe for about seven minutes. And then we're going to go into a Q&A. We're getting ready to do Facebook Live. (laughs) 
you guys. And we're going to um, a- uh, ask uh, a few questions. We're also going to play a little um a game. You guys know I always like to play games. Games are always fun. You know, you can't you can't go wrong with games. But um, when we get back, Alicia, um, maybe we can dive into a little bit on, you know, how you um, some of the healing methods, the 50 healing methods that did not work. And then um, maybe uh, my audience can kind of eat that up. We'll be right back. Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on Face-to-Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Attention ladies, have you ever wanted to create a successful platform and a voice for yourself? Do you believe in leadership, diversity, and equality? If you're between the ages of 18 to 30, by October, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant invites you. Come compete and represent your country in the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty. And the first to do it globally. Teach the world while serving your community. Imagine yourself being the planet's Miss Indigenous. Finally, the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman. Hurry, space is limited. Go to MissIndigenous.com and apply now. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Whether it's lunges or crunches or tricep dips, there is usually one exercise that you dread doing. I tell my clients that when they are working out on their own, to do the exercise that they like the least first. I have several women clients who really want to shape up their lower body, but they despise lunges or squats in any form. So we always do those exercises at the beginning of the workout when they have more energy and enthusiasm. By waiting until the end of the exercise session, especially if they're working out on their own, it is too easy to cut the workout short and not do those important exercises. For me, abdominal work is my least favorite, so I always do my abdominal exercises right after I warm up. After I get those out of the way, I concentrate on lifting weights, which I really do enjoy. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. All right, you guys, we are back. Yes, we are. And, of course, we have the lovely Elisha Miller. Okay, so before we decided to go on a break, (laughs) we were talking about some of the, you said that you did literally over 50, 50, that's five zero healing methods, okay? I mean, that to me is crazy. Can you talk about, because we know what works. Let's talk about some of the things that, don't work when you're dealing with candida? Uh, When you're dealing with candida, Mm -hmm. it depends on the cause. So a lot of people um, just focus on diet and supplements. Uh, And as you know, the the root cause for a lot of people is emotional. So uh, it depends on what the person, the energy that they're putting out, like of um, complaining about the food being so restrictive and everyone else can do this and I can't do that. And so without the awareness of 
what energy is contributing to the candida, it's going to be impossible to heal. But I did uh, everything I could get my hands on in terms of trying to heal, like, uh, especially on the physical level. Um, I did a ton of cleanses, um, yeah. which all helps you feel better at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> And I just knew, like, I lived in Thailand, and I lived on an island that had 14 different detox retreats, Uh and I was a consultant with them, and I was creating my own, and I was doing a ton of colonics and herbs and juice cleanses, and I even went to one that wasn't a juice cleanse, because juice can contribute to candida as well, Uh, and I just knew, I was like, okay, I'm doing these colonics, I'm cleaning my colon and all these things with these supplements and I'm still bloated. And I was like, this right. is it. Like the, it's not, there's not something going on here that's physical because no matter what I did, I was still bloated and dealing with digestive problems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And see, and, and that's what's so great about you. You paid attention. Yeah. You didn't just say, you know what this person says is going to work. So I know it's going to work. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? You paid attention to yourself and you knew that, uh, excuse me, no, this is not supposed to be happening. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, what do you and think? I, I didn't uh-huh. say, oh, I guess nothing works for me and I'm always going to have it. That's the, right. you know, the, the victim mentality, which right. actually contributes to it. But I just said, huh, what else? What, what's mm-hmm. going on? What's really going on? So then, okay. you know what? I think I know the answer to, to, to this question. What was the very first thing you had to do to prepare yourself to get rid of candida? Oh, well, I had to do the diet. You what had do you to do to the prepare, diet. Well, to yeah. prepare myself uh-huh. was to commit yeah. to healing and doing whatever it took. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, yes. I remember the, the day, actually, because I had such extreme brain fog that mm-hmm. I couldn't finish all these creative projects I was working on in Thailand. And I said, I will do anything to think clearly, whatever it takes. And then right after that, the next day, someone handed me the body ecology diet book. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, here's the answer. So that was like the first stage. And I committed to the diet for however long it took. Yeah, but, uh, but it wasn't the diet. And you know, my symptoms came back even on the diet. So I knew it was emotional after I came back to the U.S. and I got into a relationship. Oh, (laughs) yes. (laughs) I can so relate to that, Alicia. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. That is real. Okay. So, oh, my goodness. That kind of took me back a little bit. (laughs) Okay. So my question to you is this. In order for someone to get rid of the candida diet, what type of diet do they need to be on? Oh. What type, how do they, like, if they need to take baby steps, yeah. what would be one of the first steps? Is to eliminate um, all sugar, sugar and starches, most of them, uh, mm-hmm. alcohol, and Ooh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And definitely tell- alcohol. Yeah. And definitely so the, alcohol. the, yeah, and you know, to go on a mostly um, natural, organic, plant-based diet is ideal. Some people do a little clean meat. Uh, some people do better on more raw foods. Some people don't. So what I always suggest is to listen to your body and your intuition to what your body is wanting. Some people are just craving really a lot of 
um, fruit, which is controversial. Some people can't do any fruit, so it just depends. Um, and, uh, and what that does is it helps you feel more. And so yeah. that's why the candida diet also helps. It helps stop to feed the condition. It also helps boost the immune system and it helps you become um, more sensitive. It's been, you, most people have been desensitized to their emotions and numbing them with certain types of food and alcohol. So when wow. you take all that away, you're mm-hmm. connected more to how you really feel and you can respond based on that or go deeper into your emotional healing because of that. Yeah. Now you now you help people through this, right? Yes. Where can people find you? Uh, on my website, Alicia, E-L-I-C-I-A, Miller.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a free Candida webinar, and that's freecandidawebinar.com. Oh, goodies. Yes. Yeah. You guys, you guys hear that? That is free can, uh, free uh, webinar for Candida. Uh, let's get on it. Let's get yeah. on it. Yeah. And that, that is, um, I, and it saves people a lot of time and frustration because I go over the top five reasons why people still suffer from it after they try to heal on their own. Oh my God. And we almost tend to always fail when we try on our own, yeah. you know, lack of knowledge, lack of knowledge. It is what it is. Hey, you know, we, we, we're all guilty of it. Now we only have a few more minutes and then, oh my God, we have to let you go. We're gonna have to bring you back onto the show to even go deeper into it. But before we go, let's play our game, shall we? You want to play our little love game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love love. Yeah. Now, these are relationship questions, you guys. All right. So all my listeners, you know, everybody that's out there on Facebook Live, you know, we, I got some questions for her. And the first one is multiple choice. It's not hard at all. You ready? Okay. Who should pay for dinner on the third date? The third date and why? <laughs> should it be A, men? B, women, C, go Dutch, or D, just run out of the restaurant? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I say E, it depends who paid for the two, first two dates? <laughs> you can. Now tell me why you say that. Yeah, you can, you can say that. Uh-huh. Well, I think every couple has their own dynamics and um, resources and differences in resources. And so, and some men are more traditional and some Mm -hmm. women are more independent. So I guess it just depends on the dynamic within each relationship. Now, Mm -hmm. if um, I go back to my husband, Doug, you know, and he, if Mm -hmm. he paid for the first two, I probably most likely would have paid for the third. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, what's so funny. My producer, Karina, Mm-hmm. Ah, she said, run out, run out. <laughs> it she depends said, on out. how the date's going. <laughs> right, I know, right? Or maybe run out. Okay. Here's another <laughs> one. Where should a first date take place? Where do you think a first date should take place? Uh, wherever they want it to take place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the first date could be lunch. Uh, depends how you meet and how well you know each other. Yeah, that is true. It does depend on how well you mean. And I tell men this, you know, especially when you want to keep your masculine stance in uh, in your relationship, ask the woman what type of food she likes. Mm-hmm. Once she decides and tells you what type of food she likes, you as the man go ahead and create the uh, the world she's looking for. All right. Just ask her. All you got to do is ask and listen, ask and listen. 
What is your view on courting versus dating? People court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> old fashioned. You know what? I'm old fashioned. Oh, old. I kind of believe in that a little bit. <laughs> courting versus dating. I know these days nobody courts. Darn it. Nobody. Well, first even they need to that. ask the father. <laughs> 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 right. Go ask the father first, man. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever been courted. Uh huh. Yeah. You've never been courted? Really? Oh my God. Are you serious? Yeah. Alicia, you've never been courted? No. Oh my gosh. No. Okay. Well, okay. my husband still is courting me, I think. Mm, I believe <laughs> so. I bet you he was. Ask him. Yeah, well, I and think then, he still is. Yeah, ah, see, <laughs> there we go. You never stop courting the woman that you say you love. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Okay, so here's another one. You ready? Mm-hmm. How long should you be with someone or stay in a relationship before taking it to the next level? And I'm talking about, like, marriage. I guess it's how you feel. It's not the time, but more of how you're feeling in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So each, you know, relationship's going to be different, of course, um, based on their circumstances. Maybe some people are going to be getting out of another relationship, have kids, you know, all that stuff, um, or in different cities and yada, yada. So I think, you know, and moving in together, that's another um, option. And if they know each other well, and or if they connected right away. So my husband and I just knew right when we first met and we got mm-hmm married within nine months which is pretty fast you know and some people date for five years and that works for them too because they're not sure but if you've gone and I think it also depends on how long you've gone and how well you know yourself Mm -hmm. um, right when you know it's right okay now here is the bonus question are you ready for this one Mm -hmm. yeah all right how many times now this is for grown people only so all you kids get off the get off get off (laughs) I get off Facebook. <laughs> How many times should you be intimate with your partner Uh-oh, per week cut out. <laughs> to keep a healthy relationship? What do you think? Um, it, we got one minute. We have one minute. Go it's, for it. It's funny because you just froze the whole time. Are you serious? I didn't even hear the question. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. And we're coming to a break, you guys. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, this is Alicia Miller, you guys. I am Diane. Do you do you approve this message today, Alicia? Yes. I wish I I heard her question. (laughs) I approve this message. This is Diane Six, you guys. We're getting ready to come on to a break. Goodness gracious. If you guys want to hear the male perspective of it, we have Alan um, coming up next. And uh, he's going to answer the same question. So, you guys, there is a part two. And, um, oh, my God, it was wonderful having you on the show. We got to bring you back and then ask you the question all over I know. I want to know what that question is. Thanks, oh. Diana. It was great Bye. to be on your show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alicia. Okay. It was so- fun. Stay connected with Daia 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on Face-to-Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Attention, ladies. 
Would you like to create a platform for your success? When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Intelligence, a leader, or trendsetter? What about a queen? If you're between the ages of 18 to 30 by October, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant is looking for you to come represent your country. It's the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty, and the first to do it globally. Come create value and make a difference while serving your community. Finally, the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman. Space is limited. Beat the early bird deadline. Go to www.missindigenous.com. Apply now. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. Thinking of food as an enemy is a common misconception. Food is not the enemy. The adversary is portion sizes and food choices. Even if you're trying to lose weight, you really can eat anything you desire. It is just how much of it that you eat that's the problem. If you keep 80% of your diet good, nutritious, low-calorie food and save 20% for the foods you crave, you will be on a sensible eating program. Food is to be enjoyed and to bring pleasure to our lives. We get in trouble, though, when we make bad food choices too often. And the next thing we know, our diet is really messed up and we're consuming too many foods that are high in calories and low in nutrition. You need to plan and make an effort to buy good, wholesome food. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond, keeping you healthy, happy, and fit. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. All right. Hello, beautiful people. I, I hope you guys enjoyed that first segment, but I mean, well, I guess half of the show and now we're going into the second half. And our next guest is definitely to me a, hum- a humanitarian by nature. He helps with life purpose, career change. You know, he works with um, balancing life and runs an online program helping people re um, calibrate their lives. I mean, how good is that? And he is a best-selling author of the critically acclaimed book, The New Love Triangle, Your Practical Guide to a Love-Filled Life. All right. And I can, and, and I will say this, I can never get enough of the talks regarding love. It ranks up there to me with food and oxygen. <laughs> I have to admit, I am addicted to all three. So you guys, please help me welcome your your guest and mine, Alan Vaisberg. How are you doing? How are you doing, Alan? I'm doing great. Thank you for the wonderful intro. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, that's no problem. Hey, that's how I feel. I only write from the heart, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Now, Alan, I want to say this. Love is such a sensitive subject, right? I mean, I think, but I think that we need to talk about it just a little bit more often, you know? Now, can you clear up this love triangle? Because I know when people hear that, sometimes, you know, people's minds can go to the left, which is okay. It's all right. I believe it's healthy. But, you know, can you clear up this love triangle and what you wrote in your book for us? Of course. And uh, again, my, my title was uh, somewhat tongue-in-cheek. Uh, when I started thinking of what I should uh, name my book, and I was dealing with the three types of love, I thought, wait a second, three types, triangle, the love triangle, 
hmm, I mm. wonder what people are going to say. And then that's why I said the new <laughs> love triangle, because it's the other one. Let's change the paradigm if we can. But the idea here is that uh, aside from the one that everybody's uh, mind uh, potentially goes to, this yes. one is all about loving yourself, loving others, and loving your day. That's making the new love triangle. Oh, my God. So yourself, others, and your day. That's it. Now, okay. So first of all, you know, sometimes it's hard for people to love themselves. Yeah, it certainly, yeah. You know, really, there's really, like, people (laughs) really find it hard to love themselves. And sometimes when they think they love themselves, you know, they will prove themselves wrong through their actions or what they will tolerate or what they will uh, do to others, right? So if when when we're talking about the love triangle, how do you get people to first love themselves? And then we'll go, then we'll go on to others and then, you know, your day. But I do know that the main ingredient and that loving others and your day will really probably come a lot easier once you love yourself. But how do you get people to start loving themselves? Well, and the, you you hit it right on the head. It's it's a very sensitive topic because when I ask people what they love about themselves, the excuses start to flow of uh, yeah. ranging from, well, I am not supposed to love myself. I'm supposed to love others. Loving yourself is egotistic and I shouldn't be doing that to uh, saying all the things that they like about themselves or what others say that they like about them. And it's very uh, difficult for some reason for people to come out and say that they love themselves. And uh, we, we start really broaching that. Uh, but in my book, you know, you've mentioned the book, I give uh, three specific things that people can do. And the first one is stop the self-abuse. Uh, we take the badge of uh, unfortunate honor of being our worst self-critics. And yes. uh, I really want to reverse that trend. I want us to become our best friends. And somebody who is uh, not only a shoulder to cry on, but also the person who picks up, uh, picks us up and uh, says all the wonderful things as opposed to all the negative things we keep saying to ourselves. Uh, just look at yourself in the mirror and then see if you're going to think of more positive or negative things to say to yourself. And let's start there. So it's, it's mm-hmm. as simple as that. And then go to uh, making a list of all the things you love about yourself and keep looking at that list on a... Uh, every morning when you wake up and every night uh, before you go to bed then start really changing that paradigm and then finally get in front of the mirror and tell yourself honestly I love you looking yourself straight into the eyes and see what happens because it's a very very powerful thing yeah that is so powerful because some people don't even like looking at themselves in the mirror especially when you know their self-esteem has been uh, blanched and, and watered down you know so um that that is that that's amazing. But, you know, we have to work on that um, mm-hmm. because I feel that, you know, as humans on this earth, I think the reason why that, you know, we tend to harm people or can't trust people or whatever the case may be, because we harm and we can't trust ourselves. I know that it always I always tell yeah. all my clients that it always begin with self. So once a person, Alan, mm-hmm. starts mm-hmm. loving themselves how easy do you think it is for them to start loving others? Uh, it's <laughs> Well, on one hand, it's easy because when you really love yourself, it's not really about putting yourself on a pedestal. Loving uh-huh. yourself means uh-huh. accepting yourself, not uh, saying that I'm perfect and I'm going to <laughs> not change anything, but it's accepting yourself as who you are and then uh-huh. building from there. 
with love for yourself and uh, compassion. Um, the positive outcome of that is once you actually start looking at yourself and accepting yourself, then you're going to start doing the same thing for others. You're going to accept others for who they are, and then you will eventually start loving them for who they are, not mm -hmm. who you want them to be. And that is a key point. But sometimes uh, when people get into the habit of loving themselves, it goes over <laughs> to the other spectrum where they do become egotistic. So it's, it's a fine balance of knowing that you love yourself but not putting yourself above anybody else. And then actually after you go through this process, you realize that it's not about you at all. It's an important step, but when you get past it, it's not about you. It's really about others and taking yourself out of the equation. Mm, 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 mm. I think that is so tasteful. So then <laughs> now, now here we go, though, because this is right here is mm -hmm. where p there's a little bit of a, I would say a little conflict will come in to yeah. the arena. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you tend to start loving yourself. You tend to start loving your others, right? And let's say a person is really doing well with it. Mm -hmm. But then next thing you know, you know, you leave the house and then you have a messed up day, you know? Mm -hmm. And and then not only was today messed up, but next week. And then next, you know, you know how you hear people say, oh, my God, it's been such a crazy week. Yeah. How do you, you know, how do you get people to start loving your day? Because your system is love yourself. Love your others, love your day, which I think all are great. And I believe and I think it's a perfect literally love triangle. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you're right. Again, we we all work probably way too much. Uh, we spend a lot of time in the commute. We spend a lot of time uh, being bombarded by information. So anywhere you go, it's actually not as easy to love your day. So I'll give you a very, very simple thing. It is in my book, uh, obviously, but. Uh, a very quick trick that can take uh, as literal as uh, 30 seconds to uh, as long as you want. Make yes, sure that every day you take some time to do whatever it is that you love to do. Not for anybody else. Not I love my children or spending time with my loved ones. It's what do you love to do for you? And then do that for as little or as much time as you have an opportunity to do. And an example would be if you love painting, paint. If you love writing, write. If you love uh, walking in the sand, go walk in the sand. And if you don't live in a place that has sand, imagine yourself doing so in a meditation. But make sure that every day you do something during that day that you love, which will make every day worthwhile no matter how difficult it seems. You know what? That Nobody does that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unfortunately, like, unfortunately I know. You know and it's really the simple things in life that actually really gets us, um, that actually keeps keeps our um, hearts pumping. Mm -hmm. um, nobody takes the time out for themselves. And you know what? I will say this. I My mother, who is literally a fantastic teacher, she told me, like I used to go shopping for my sons all the time, but I wouldn't buy me anything. And she would go, you know, she would go, what did you do today? I was like, I would go, I went shopping for the boys. And she would say, well, what did you buy yourself? Mm -hmm. And I would go, Nothing. And my mother taught me, she said, don't you ever do that again. If you're going to spend money on your children, you better spend money on yourself. And when I start doing that, oh, my God. First of all, I start spending way too much money. 
<laughs> you know, but then second, you know, I started feeling good about myself every time I go, sh- you know, shopping. And, you know, I know they say that, you know, shopping is a woman's thing, but not necessarily, you know, um, uh, uh, men, you guys would tend to, you guys like new things as well. New things that you want that is, but, um, and it made me feel good, but that was something that I wanted to do. Now check this out though. Mm-hmm. There was a, um, uh, uh, um, what was he? He's a biochemist and he did a research on, um, sanitarians. Okay. And these, and for those that don't know, these are people that who are at least a hundred and over. And so he wanted to know what was their philosophy or what is it that they were doing where they were living long up to a hundred and above where other people weren't. Now these were healthy ones though, not the ones that weren't healthy. He, you know, he did his research on the healthy sanitarians. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you know what they told him? I do what I want. Even, and some of them were even smoking. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Some of them was even smoking. So I get this love triangle thing that you're saying, you know, um, you know, love yourself. Right. Then love others, which is so important. But here's a question for you, Alan. How do you go about loving someone mm-hmm. that doesn't really love themselves? We have two minutes before we come to a break. But how, <laughs> how, how do you how do you do that? Uh, you take your expectations and you take your wants out of the equation. Now that's a longer discussion, but let's use that as mm-hmm. a transition because a lot of people are in the relationship because of what they do for me. Once you right. take me out of there and then you're there for them, then it changes everything. Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. You know what? Sometimes that is hard for people to do. Very much. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> My God, that is so hard for some people to do. Oh my God, you know what? You have to have the strength and the balance and the courage to even put to even um try to do something like that because egos can be involved. And that's and when, mm-hmm. right. And that's why you have to learn how to love yourself first. Because mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. expecting love from somebody else and you're not getting it, mm-hmm. and then you don't love yourself, you're mm-hmm. in a relationship that is difficult. Oh, my gosh. Okay, you guys. Well, right now we have Alan here and he's present with us. Um, and I will tell you this, that we are getting ready to come up on a break. Sometimes I hate these breaks, you guys, because it's just, it just cuts the flow of <laughs> of everything. But anyways, you guys, we have a Facebook Live coming up. So if you guys want, tune in. Health Relationship Talk Radio. connected with Daia 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on Face-to-Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. Salt is in nearly everything we eat, and many times it makes food taste so delicious. Even though the 2010 Dietary Guidelines for Americans recommends limiting sodium to less than 2,300 milligrams a day, Men's Health Magazine states that the average American takes in about 3,300 milligrams of sodium every single day. 
Your body needs some sodium to function properly because it helps transmit nerve impulses. It influences the contraction and relaxation of muscles, and it helps maintain the right balance of fluids in your body. But most of us are getting far more sodium than is recommended. Check out the sodium content in the foods you are eating and limit soy sauce, Parmesan cheese, bacon, smoked salmon, ramen noodles, and salami. It's time to kick the habit of too much sodium. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. The energy drink market is predicted to hit $10 billion. While the makers of these drinks want you to think that the energy you feel after drinking one comes from a supply of B vitamins, amino acids, and herbal extracts, the truth is the only significant proven energy boost comes from the sugar and caffeine that these drinks contain. Eat this, not that states that a 16-ounce can delivers as much as 280 calories of pure sugar, which is about 80 calories more than a 16-ounce cup of Pepsi. The sugar is not good for your health or your waistline. Getting adequate sleep, eating a healthy diet, and exercising on a regular basis are the best ways to beat fatigue. But if you need an occasional boost of energy, set aside the sugar spike of an energy drink and have a cup of coffee instead. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daiya Six. All right. All right, you guys. So we, you know, you guys know that we are here with uh, <laughs> with Alan Baysberg. And let me ask you, Alan. I have a question for you. Before we went on the break, yep. mm-hmm. you said that, um, you know, something that was very powerful that I think that uh, people need to hear. And that is that you have to be brave enough to be willing to love someone, love yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Love others and your day. That's your love triangle. That's the love triangle that we were talking about. But I asked you, I said, well, what if you've learned how to love yourself, mm-hmm. but the person that who you're trying to love, and this could be business, this could be a friend, this could, this really could be anyone, right? Yep. They haven't learned how to love themselves. Can you explain that again on how you go about doing that? I think that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, what we tend to be is we tend to be in a position of dependency, so a relationship of dependency. Um, and that dependency comes about because many of us start the relationship uh, on a euphoric high, and then we get to the, well, I'm with this person because. And once yeah. we start rationalizing that, one that really goes into what do we get from them? Mm-hmm. And if you don't get something from them, then where do you get it from? Right. Yeah. So a, a lot of men, when I talk to men, uh, and you know that goes for women as well, uh, it's really about loving yourself and getting that uh, cup filled internally. Because yeah. if you don't, and you're not getting it from your partner, you're going to feel a need to get it somewhere else. And that's where a lot of uh, you know relationship discourse happens, and people go uh, and uh, cheat because they're trying to get that love. Once you learn to love yourself, you have no need for it. You're no longer in a position of dependency in your relationship. So the other person, you're appreciating them for who they are, not what they bring to the relationship. Oh, my goodness. 
And you know what? How many of us do that? That's one of the reasons why relationships really aren't working. Right, because we keep waiting for something. If we don't love ourselves, we keep waiting for love to come externally, and everything has to come from the inside. And it's it's actually you know it's deeper than that, right? Because it's, it is. it's not it not is. everything is simple. Because we're in a relationship, and we can say, "Hey, I am really in love with the person, or the person loves me back." But mm-hmm. then we ask the question of in what way, because we all perceive love in different ways. And for my wife, an expression of love is me taking out the garbage and is me helping yes. out with the kids. Yes. For me, the expression of love is hugs and kisses and intimacy. So uh-huh. even if my wife completely loves me and I completely love her, but yeah. I am not getting the love in a way that I want to get it, that creates discourse. And that, that's, again, mm-hmm, goes mm-hmm. back to loving yourself and understanding that. So oh, it's, it's wow. uh, many, many layers that we have to peel through, but that's where the triangle comes in and helps. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that is so wonderful. And I'm so happy that you cleared that up because, you know, when someone do ask, you know, how do you love me? Some people love differently all the time. Every single time, you know, and, and, you know, I teach my clients and, you know, people that who tune in, I say, you know what, you can't expect the person to love you the way you love them. We are all different people. You know, we, um, we're all suggestible to certain things or our ideologies are different, you know, but you want to find out how their minds work so that you can fall in sync. That's why it's important to know yourself, because when you know yourself, then, of course, it becomes easier for you to know your partner because because the hard work is already done you know yeah the hard work is already done okay now are you ready for this um this love game that i have for you let's play (laughs) let's play okay so okay the first question that i have for you is who should pay for dinner on the third date and why here's the multiple choices okay a uh uh-huh a men Mm -hmm. b Women, C, Dutch, or E, just forget about it and just run out? Well, uh, so I was raised to be a gentleman. So for me, it was never about first date, second date, third date. I pay for dinner. Um, Go ahead, Alan. (laughs) That's the way it is. But it's it's not a macho thing. It is just the way I was raised. Now, right. at some point, my wife said, listen, you don't have to pay for dinner. And this was obviously while we were dating. Now, uh, yeah. you know, we can split it. And I still wanted to pay for dinner. So I don't think there is a rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really is based on who the people are, how comfortable they are with each other. And I don't believe in those sorts of rules of first date this, second date that. It depends. Right. You know what? I don't believe in, you know, uh, living like that either. That's extremely yeah. structured to me. Yeah. Um, and I say, you know what, we just go off of, uh, you know, you go off how you feel. Now, there was now I will tell you a quick story. One of my friends told me that, you know, a, a, his friend went out on a date with a woman okay. and they it was time for the bill to come and he passed the bill to the girl. So she said, well, wait a minute, I'm paying for the bill. <laughs> you said, did you do that? Alex? See you later. See you later. Well, listen, listen to this. So this was his theory, Alan. Tell me what you think about this. This was his theory. He said that the reason why he did that is because she asked him out. Oh, my goodness. Too many rules. This is this Mm -hmm. is where people uh, start getting stuck. Be in the flow. 
enjoy being with each other. Go yeah. out and have fun and forget about the rules because the rules will only start getting you in circumstances where you have to think and pre uh, premeditate uh, certain responses or what color is the proper color to wear, what is the right place to go to, or what is my body language if I go like this and if I cross my arms, does that mean that I'm signaling that I'm not interested? You know, right. Just let it go. Let relationship, it go. relationship is about flow. It's a dance. It is Be a, a part of the dance. Don't sit mm -hmm. on the sidelines waiting for somebody to ask you. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you this. Um, <laughs> I had my theories on that, though. I had my sure. theories on that, Alan, because I was like, well, first of all, why the heck is she, you know, asking him out on a date? First of all, you know, you know, and and, and I tell women, though, you know, it depends on the position that you Well, I don't want to say I hate using the word position. It is for mm -hmm. lack of a better word. But, you know, it's like, you know, what part do you want to bring into the relationship? And if you want to bring that part, then don't mm -hmm. cross over because then the person that you're dealing with have to cross over to your side. So mm -hmm. pick a side and just flow with it and flow and flow naturally in it. Okay, here's number two. You ready? Yeah. Where should a first date take place? Um, preferably not the bedroom. I, I agree. One hundred percent. Oh, oh. <laughs> Get to know each other. Uh, yeah. as, as far as where, I'm a huge uh, believer of going against the grain. So mm -hmm. the grain, uh, you know, maybe you go to a very nice place that's romantic and a proper lighting. And uh, then you go uh, for some sort of dancing. So mm -hmm. then you can see if you uh, have, you know, how you are in terms of uh, touching and space and such. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a big believer in going against the grain and going with, mutually shared new experiences so i i love doing that that's why whatever it is that both of you may not have done before like yeah. indoor skydiving or uh, going out yes. uh, dancing it, it really doesn't matter point is do something new for both of you together and then right. you'll see if you're compatible if you're enjoying it then all of the first date uh, silliness goes away of well, you know, how are you and how is the weather and what do you do for a living? Just go have fun together and then see. Oh, well, you know what? Karina, our producer, says she's going on a date and where they're going is they're going painting. That's, awesome. <laughs> That's cool, right? OK, here we go. We got to hurry up because we're running out of time. OK, how long should you um, live with someone or stay with someone in a relationship before taking it to the next level? It depends on age. It depends on many, many other factors. So there's no mm. one rule. It really depends. Depends on age. You know, nobody ever says that. It depends on age. No one ever says that. So <laughs> I appreciate that. No, but that's that's so true. You know, that's so true. Nobody really talks about age and 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 um, you know, and the other and the factors that come with it. You know. Okay, here we go. Here's a bonus question. Oh, wait a minute. No, actually, we got one more and then we're going to do the bonus question. We got time to sneak one in. Sounds good. Um, what is your view on courting versus dating? Yeah, it's that's an interesting question. In my in my perspective, again, courting is uh, trying to impress. Courting yeah. is, uh, you know, doing something that's not exactly you. And I'm mm -hmm. a big believer in dating uh, from the perspective of be who you are. Do not pretend to be who you're not, right? If, uh, yes. if you're not dressing in a suit every day, don't dress in a suit for a date, mm -hmm. right? Don't, mm -hmm. don't try to uh, pretend anything. Just be who you are. 
because mm-hmm. the best way to understand if you're compatible is to be who you are, because that's who you're going to end up being two or three months down the road anyway. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. You know, gosh, words said from a gentleman, a man. I love that. Thank you so much, because I say that all the time. Okay, so here come the bonus. You ready? Yep. How many times should you be intimate with your partner per week to keep a healthy relationship? Again, it really depends. It mm-hmm. depends because we're all very busy. So some people, uh, they could be intimate one time a week, and for them, it's enough. For other people, it's two to three times a week. It really, really depends. I can tell you that uh, based on the married people that I talk to, based on my own uh, you know, marriage, uh, a couple of times a week at least. A cu- I know, at least a couple of times a week. Yeah. You know, you know. <laughs> and you then, know, actually, here's, here's the main point. It's mm-hmm. not about sex. Right. It's about intimacy. It's so about if we're talking intimacy. about intimacy as hugging or kissing or caressing or just laying in bed uh, together before you're going to bed and, uh, you know, cuddling, that do that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But, so agree. it's not really about sex. Sex it is the outcome of uh, all these things. But don't expect and it shouldn't be a outcome of every time you're going to cuddle. Exactly. Where you guys right now, this is that ES6 with Alan uh, Vaisberg. And we're talking about, you know, the new love triangle and, you know, all this good stuff. I want to let you guys know, you know, if you guys want to be turned on, meet me here next week. Same time, same place. Don't forget to like and share the video if this is information that you feel is likable. Okay, we need to make this love thing go around. And I am here with you, Alan. And I have one question for you. Yeah. Out of all the information that you and I have, I approve this message. Do you approve this message? I approve of this message. We approve this message, you guys. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in to Face to Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Don't forget to come and say hello to me, Daia 6. And don't forget, Healthy Relationship Talk Radio group page is open for all of you people. Love, peace, and laughter plus great ideas. Mwah. See you later. Listening to this week's face to face healthy relationship talk radio. Join us next week, same time, same place, as Daia continues to give practical tools for simple, healthy, face to face relationship living. Call in during the QA and don't forget to send in your pictures at www.facingrelationships.com.